named our podcast the World Class Agency Podcast, not because we thought we were world class, but because we try and get closer to it every conversation that we have. What does World Class Estate Agency look like to you? World Class Estate Agency is all about people. The good estate agents add, adds an incredible amount of value to the consumer. He's, he's looking after the customer properly, so being approachable, being accessible. And for me, every day's a learning day. What does being a world-class agent mean to you? Hello and welcome to today's episode of the World Class Agency Podcast. My name is Mark Worrell and as ever, I am joined by Mr. Sam Hunter. Sam, good morning, good evening, as it is for you. How are you, my friend? Good morning, Mark. Hello, listeners. Uh, things are very, very good this week. Um, other than the fact that I've got Incy Wincy Spider stuck in my head, uh, which thankfully for you, the listener, you will not have to hear me sing, whereas Mark's just heard me fill the silence the last five minutes singing that tune and humming that tune. I can confirm. I can confirm yeah. that Sam is a big fan of Incy Wincy Spider. Very big fan of Incy Wincy Spider. Uh, it's been a big day of daddy daycare today, and I'm settling in now for an evening of quite an exciting day at work. So uh, it should be good. Yeah. Good. Excellent. So we were talking off air. We wanted to talk today about remember how important it is to remember how you make people feel. And I think we've talked a lot about the changing market. I'm not really going to talk about that um, today, but I think what we probably have to accept is that there'll be a lot of estate agents over the last few years who've been really busy, who may have forgotten how you make people feel returning phone calls when they visit the office, when they miss out on a property. And I think there's a bit of a mind reset that needs to take place because actually those phone calls that you make or don't make in the, as the case case may be, are going to be really, really important in growing your business over the next two months, 10 years, however, however long you want to see, but actually you can't treat people like rubbish that I'm sure people have done just from a not intentionally i'm sure but actually from the circumstances that we found ourselves in you know maybe people have been you know not made to not been treated the way that they would expect to be treated when dealing with with estate agents i think it comes back to the fact that it's been pretty easy if you're not super unrealistic on price and i think even if you are we've seen some some fairly unrealistic prices achieved uh, over the last 18 months you know i was saying to you before and we'll get on to how we got onto this topic today in a second, but in Brisbane, where I'm at the moment, houses have gone up 40%. In the last I, I fell off my chair at that stage. Like it, it, it's crazy. So to say it's been easy is uh, a bit of an understatement. Um, and what's happened when the market accelerates like that is you just know that someone's going to buy it. Mm-hmm. So if you're an agent that wants to count their cash, and maybe wants to have a little bit, make their lives a little bit easier, doesn't have systems and processes in place, right? Because you can still be an incredibly lazy agent, but if you're organized, it doesn't appear that way. Yeah. yeah but if yeah. you're, if you're lazy and unorganized or lazy and unsystemized and not processed out, it's very, very difficult to give everybody the service that they would like to have. So this whole, this whole conversation came about because we were talking about quite a positive experience that you had imparted uh, on a client on your end. Yeah. And then I shared kind of a negative experience of what listen, I've been going through over the last couple of weeks, trying to rent a house and now actually considering buying a property yeah. um, just for the sake of being able to do something while we're here. Um, and just 
the two ends of the spectrum, they, they couldn't be more apart, right? No. In terms of what you delivered to this gentleman and the result that's come off the back of that. And particularly not so much what, what's happened to, to me and Liz over the last couple of weeks in times of trying to rent a property uh, with seemingly everybody else in Brisbane, which is, <laughs> that's natural competition. That is the way that it is, I think. But um, when we've actually started to inquire about buying houses, just the the experience as a whole has been less than positive. And I thought if we if we talk a bit on that now, there might be some agents listening to this who go, all right, I can improve on that. Because one, yeah. one thing we know for certain in real estate is nothing is, sorry, not nothing, very little is unique, right? Mm -hmm. So I had a really good conversation yesterday with a guy I'd never met before uh, who's, who's also a supplier to the industry. And he blew me away. He was intelligent, articulate, professional, you know, funny, really good at his job and his product's excellent as well. And what was really clear is that we both, their business and home search have the same challenges. Um, but then we agreed that also we have the same opportunities. And so if we can talk about, in my case, the challenge and in your case, the opportunity that's yep. presented itself to us over the last week, everybody listening can find the opposite there as well. So they can take heart that challenges exist and they can improve on it yep. or they can sense an opportunity and they can capitalize on it. So uh, this whole came about, we we're going to talk about something else, but then you told me this story and I was like, mate, that is literally exactly what I've gone through, but the, the reverse. So I'm going to shut up. Do you want to tell everybody your story and then I'll roll with mine and we'll see what we can pick apart from it. Yeah, absolutely. So um, I was just explaining to Sam off air actually that we've had more people walk into our office in the last week than in any previous week, I think in probably the last 10 years. Now, I don't know why that is. I don't know whether it's because the weather's been busy and people are now having to take a more proactive um, approach in some cases to their, to their property search, but actually it's been a real novelty and I've really enjoyed it, you know, um, jumping up out of the seat, making sure that they feel welcome, making sure that they take, uh, take the time with them to try and understand what they are looking for, why they're looking for it and all that. And um, I got a compliment on it last week and their actual words, I've not, I've not told you this, but their actual words were, they came in looking for something that probably is a little bit unrealistic price-wise for the for the area that they knew but she said that she'd been in previous estate agents and she said um could i buy have you got any of this uh and they've just said no and literally she did that with a hand like they literally waved her away is what she said to me and i brought her in sat down and you know had a bit of a laugh with her and and, and talked through um what she might do to try and try and find something so People coming into the office, the real novelty. And I think if you're not used to it, you might not be used mm. to treating them the way that they expect to be treated. Um, and that, in my opinion, is sit down, offer them a drink and, you know, talk to them um, and find out about their, their situation and try and add some value in, in one way or another. So that was last week. Um, and then yesterday we went to a property advice meeting, a property that um, is a million quid. It's a lot of money around here. Um, yeah. And... It was somebody who came into our office probably about six weeks ago, something like that. Um, they came in looking for a piece of land um, and um, I sat down with them, explained what we had or what we might have coming onto the market. Nothing spectacular, not in my opinion anyway. Um, and then, you know, they, they left from there and, and followed, we've obviously followed up with them. So 
in our advice meeting, they actually highlighted how different their experience was when they came into our office to how their other dealings had been with um, previous agents, not necessarily walking in the office, but you know, the whole um, experience. And as a result of that, you know, at a million quid, they told us that, that we are their um, preferred agent. So it just goes to show that taking the time with people when you might not have the time because, you know, it's completely ad hoc when somebody walk, walks in the office. It seems like a basic, but actually, if you've fallen out of the habit of making people feel special and listened to when they come into the office, I would say it's one that you really need to get back into very, very quickly. That I think let's come back to that, how you ended that sentence, because that is what everybody wants to feel, right, is listened to. Yeah. Because that shows that you're trying. So again, there's an election going on uh, in Australia at the moment, and it's, well, I hope it's pretty clear who's going to win it. Uh, but the bloke that potentially will not win it has now gone into desperation mode, and he's like, "I understand that everyone says this about me, and you know, I can probably be a bit of a bulldozer at times." And it's because for the last nine years or whatever it is, he hasn't listened to anybody. He's yeah. just gone on and done his own thing, and and people really want to be understood. You know, and that that's why, I mean, you've got a lovely office, right? But if you had a average office, mm -hmm. but gave that person the time of day and asked the questions that you did and probably asked the follow-up questions, you know, last week we spoke about your questions aren't A, B, C, and D. Yeah. They're A1, A2, A3, A4, A5, B1, B2, B3, B4, B5, C, et cetera, right? So there's always a follow-up question. You go deeper, yeah. tell me, explain to me, describe that to me because it's really important that you understand everything about them so you can tell your service to what they need. So, you know, I, I think there's, there's people who do their office up, but they don't do their, their service up. Yeah. They go and buy a new car, but they don't buy a new attitude. <laughs> right. Yeah. So absolutely. that that's, that's how an agent thinks like, all right, I look the part now, you know, but they're not acting the part. And yeah. for me in any market, but particularly right now, acting the part is what's going to separate you right so you told me this fantastic story and i'm sitting there like not quite shedding a tear but i'm envious <laughs> right because for the last three weeks we've been going to as many sort of rental viewings as we could uh, for everyone listening i live with my in-laws i have done for five months it's not, the most, it's not the most ideal scenario it's lovely and we're very grateful that they put us up but we need to get our own space back a little bit you know be a little bit more husband and wife so we're looking for a rental having very, very little luck because uh, there are loads of people going to. So the same problems, we talk about challenges and opportunities, the same challenges that exist in the UK with loads of people needing a place to live, not that many places being available, exist here as well. Prices through the roof, they exist here as well. So we're finding ourselves right in the middle of this shit fight. And we're putting offers in that we're offering to pay rent six months up front. And people are like, oh, you, you work in England. That's a bit weird, isn't it? I think we'll take these normal couple uh, and hadn't been really successful. So I called all my real estate mates and I was like, get me into a rental before it comes to the market. And they're like, it's probably not the right thing to buy our clients. And I was like, yep, that's fair enough. Um, <laughs> but they said, why don't you just buy something? You know, you've got, both got good jobs. Even if you're not here for longer than the year, you've got something then. Uh, and so and I, that's when I said to you, the only reason why I'm hesitant to do that is because the market's gone up 40%, probably doesn't have a great deal to go now, but it will do over the long term because this city is expanding faster than any, like I've been away seven years and it's a different city. Yeah. You know? um, so we sent all our paperwork off, uh, got a letter from a bank through our broker last night 
they said they'll happily lend us a reasonable amount of money, which is good. So this morning, and I wrote these numbers down so that we could rattle them off when we were talking, right? This morning I woke up and I was like, right, Charlotte, we're going to look at some houses. <laughs> I, I download the app and I'll put my hand up before I talk about anything else and I sound like a whinging little asshole, right? I didn't make any phone calls. So I've been babysitting all day. I could have done more today, always, right? So there's it's always two sides to a story. I could have yeah. picked up the phone and made 24 phone calls. But what I did was send 24 inquiries with my name, my email address, and my phone number. Literally said, hi, Mark. I've just like relocated from London. My wife and I are really interested to buy. This is our budget. Can you tell me how much this house is worth? Because no one puts prices on properties here. It all says contact agent or price by negotiation or anything like that. Yeah. Uh, which is just the most frustrating thing. And as an agent, I never did it. Because you just piss people off. And actually, yeah. you turn away would-be sellers because you never get their data, you never get their details. You can never have a conversation like you had with your now yeah. client because they're just like, fuck that guy. I don't want yeah. to talk to him. I hate agents that don't put price. So yeah. I'm asking them, what do you want? And they only do it to get details, right? That's it. Yeah. So I sent 24 emails off before 11 a.m. It's now 5.23 and 37 seconds p.m. So six and a half hours later, I've had seven emails back, two of which also called me. Those two, we're going to go view tomorrow. So out of 24 inquiries, it's less than middle 10%. of the day, like genuinely, they've got half hour to return. Or ideally, we talked about this, right? Systems. Have an autoresponder that says, yeah. I've got your email. I'll call you as soon as I can. Or we're looking for 850 grand or a million bucks or whatever it's going to be, right? Have something in place so that there is not radio silence manage set really clear expectations i said to you before i went into this with really low expectations <laughs> i knew it was going to be a really frustrating experience same with the rentals which is why we're not we're not big complainers anyway it is what it is i, I understand the industry i understand the process it's a little bit more frustrating when you're in it and you're mm. like living on top of each other and you know you've got uh, three suitcases sitting next to you at all times but it is what it is. What I didn't expect is, is that to have two people ring me up. Now, admittedly, the two people that rang me up, one guy was called Wayne something, good agent, right? Older guy, must have been doing it for years and years and years because he called me within 15 minutes, gave me the address, gave me all the history about the property. Was honest, said they'd sold it, but it didn't go through because the bank downvalued it. And I was like, oh, music to my ears, Wayne. Thank you. <laughs> but asked me if I had any questions, got to know me a little bit, you know, talked about London, talked about Europe, all this sort of stuff. So he got all this information out of me, right? Whereas this other lady who called me, Anna, just told me when it was open and they wanted uh, $875,000. You know, we'll see you on Saturday. Didn't ask if I wanted to see it tomorrow. I said, well, actually, I'm in the area tomorrow. Can I see it? Oh, yeah, of course. So... <laughs> It's just like have a little sheet of paper in front of you with the questions you're going to ask, you know, how can I help this person? I need to know what they're looking for. And it's not qualification questions, right? It's how can I help these people? Mm. What are they looking I'm listening. for? Both of them did ask, and are you ready to buy now? Or do you have to sell first? Right. Which is the oldest script in the book, but you got to ask that question. Yeah. You know, and I was like, Wayne, I'm ready to rock and roll now, you know, <laughs> get me out of this house. <laughs> so it, was, it was just uh, um, disappointing. You know, I think, um, and we're sort of, 
yeah, 24, you said to me, it sounds like a lot of stock. And I was like, we're looking everywhere, north, south, east, mm-hmm. west. You know, it doesn't really matter as long as it fits our needs now and it's available now, we'll go and have a look at it. Um, which I think, I guess, doesn't make us that valuable because we've got nothing to sell. So they're not going to put a great deal of service into us, right? But you said uh, what we're going to title this episode. And it's that old Maya Angelou quote. People don't remember what you do from it. I remember how you make them feel. Mm. And, you know, when you feel uh, unimportant, unlistened to, doesn't matter, they'll be there anyway. The market's still like crash hot. What's going to be? It, it is disappointing. And if I had a house to sell, Wayne would get a phone call 100%. No I was just going to say that. I was just going to say that. And it's it, you, you said about how the people remember how you make them feel. And Wayne made you feel important, listened to, understood. And- he, was a, he wasn't a real estate agent. He was just a, like, he was a guy trying to understand needs, right? I guess like that's, that's the whole point, right? The real estate agents are there to facilitate one of the biggest decisions anybody makes in their entire life, you know? And so to make that conversation go for probably 10 minutes on the phone instead of three minutes on the phone, it's yeah. very little time to, it could get him a result, you know, it could get his clients a result, which is great. They've already had someone and lost it. Right. So they're probably in a pretty bad mood. So I think he realizes that he's got to nurture everyone a little bit more than perhaps he did in the past. That might be, you know, uh, maybe Wayne does it for everybody. I don't know the guy, but I'm gonna meet him tomorrow and I'll tell him to listen to the show. <laughs> but it's, if you said you're probably not that valuable, to these um, real estate agents because you've got nothing to sell and um, listeners won't be able to see, but I pulled a bit of a face at that because I really struggle. Buyers have got to be so important to real estate agents because they buy the houses that you're selling. It's a point of professional pride. And even though you've not got anything to sell, you've now just told all of our listeners about Wade, which is completely irrelevant because no one's going to have a house to sell in Brisbane, but the, the chances of you telling your friends and then if you were in a circle of friends who have got properties to sell, then that has a massive effect. And that's mm. just from taking the time and, and listening. And you, we've talked before about um, challenges and opportunities. So um, that's the, the challenge that you've got. But for any real estate agent, and also my experience with the people that have come into the office have been pleasantly surprised at the experience that they've been given. If the bar is that low, then the opportunity is massive to stand out. And I think that's you know, one thing that people have got to take from this episode is that give people the service, make people feel how at least they would like to be felt. If you can exceed their expectations, even better. But I think you said going into this, you were you know, not very hopeful of you know, having a good experience. So probably most people selling a house, you know, probably thinking the same, thinking, you know, oh, they might have had, they might have sent off leads on right move and not been called back. So that bar is really low. So that's a fantastic opportunity to just step up above the bar and exceed those expectations. And, you know, that will win your business, whether it's from people talking about you, whether they've got houses to sell, telling the friends, any of that, it has a massive, massive impact. Um, but actually it's really easy to do as well. So the, the rule that I used to, always try and remember in my mind, right. Um, is like be part of the dinner party. So whenever, and and, and everyone listening to this, yes, you're estate agents. So obviously people are going to talk about property and the market and everything when you go to a dinner party. But the funny thing is everyone does it. It's the one thing that everyone talks, particularly when the market's going a bit crazy. There's always people thinking about moving. They always ask everybody else. There's always painting, whatever it is. If you're hosting a dinner party, you make your house look spick and span, right? 
someone walks in there and goes wow your place is looking amazing thank you so much we'd love to have a place like this well you should come move in the neighborhood yeah. and talk about it every phone call you get every phone call you make everyone that walks through your door every appointment you go on make it your mission to deliver an experience that gets spoken about at dinner parties that will change your business fundamentally right because that's who people trust your guy who walked into your office and got delivered a world-class experience right is going to say how come you picked moving works i walked in there and they're amazing mm. you know, person of all they sat me down gave me a glass of water a cup of tea whatever it might be knowing you you definitely made him a cup of tea <laughs> you and, know it. <laughs> and he you know he just got to know me he understood everything about us and he really tried to help us he knows i want to buy some land he's going to go look for us all this stuff that is, if you send an inquiry on Right Move Zupa and you respond to an email saying, yep, I can take you through when you want to see it, that's not going to get spoken at a dinner party. Or worse, it will in negative terms. So have that thought in your mind, right? What is the service I can deliver? How can I get to know these people? How can I help these people to the point that they rave about me at a dinner party? And I think if you, if you have that focus, it's one of those things, maybe you write it. I've just written it down, but maybe you write something like that down at the top of your pad. And, and if you write it down every day and all that, that you, you get that mission to be spoken about at dinner parties into your head. Every time you pick the phone up, every time somebody comes into your office, you will definitely see an increase in business. But also, you'll see people being nice to your back. So, yeah, you know, and feels good. You want to do work. You want to <laughs> do more. Exactly. Right. All those, that, pos- that positiveness that, that that brings. I want to just say what, what you talked about with um, with Wayne actually for a minute as well. That positivity. So you get people being nice to you. Now, we like to be liked and it's nice to be nice to people. So if you go to see the house with Wayne tomorrow and you go and see a house with one of the agents that emailed you back or um, didn't come back to you yeah, at I got, all. I got you- Wayne and Anna, 11 a.m., 11.30 a.m. tomorrow. Yeah, now if those houses are exactly the same, which house are you going to buy? <laughs> I don't know. They're not exactly the same. No, I Unfortunately, know. Yeah, I know the one, the one that Wayne's got is nicer, actually, I reckon. It's a bigger block of land. So it's probably the better, like it's it's a worse house, but it's bigger blocks. So it's probably the smarter buy. Yeah. So you can't, you can't, there's, there's never such thing as two identical houses, is there? But if there was, or they were oh, really, really close, you buy Wayne's, don't you? So that makes a massive difference. And therefore, yeah, we'll buyers are we'll important. Maybe he's just sold me. Maybe he's an absolute worldly of a talker and I'll shake his hand. It'll be a bit of a wet lettuce. Who knows? I'll report excited. back next week. I was going to say, I'm excited to hear, hear about Wayne. Yeah, I feel we'll like see. he's got legendary status uh, on the World Class yeah. Agency podcast this week. That's it. We'll have to, if, if, if we buy something off him, we'll get him on. We'll be like, Wayne, how did you get him to buy a house? <laughs> how did you get him to buy a house that you And spend all for? that money. Yeah, I'll yeah. go broke. I'll be like, Wayne, sorry, mate, we need a sponsor on this show now. Because, <laughs> um, you said something that I thought was really interesting and it's gone completely out of my mind. It was, it was definitely the stuff that you said about have it at the top of your pad, right? What can I do to become dinner party conversation, positive mm. dinner party conversation, right? So the, the reason why I wanted to mention that is having those guiding statements um, or guiding questions. So I literally post a note in front of me all day, every day. Every decision I make is based on this postcard. What will real estate look like in 2030? Yeah. Right. That has been my guiding question since 2018. And it's now 2022. We're getting there. The question is still the same, right? Yeah. When we get to 2030, it's probably going to be 2050. Because yeah. I'm in I'm I'm in this industry now. I know nothing else, so I want to make sure that we're evolving it, yeah. right? 
So dinner party conversation, whatever it might be, world-class service. What are world-class questions? Have a list of them, follow-up questions. So that you're remembering not just to go A, B, C, D and you're going, tell me more about that, Mark. What does that yeah. really mean? You know, you said you want a fast sale. What does fast sale look like? Is it tomorrow? Is it a week? Oh, no, we just want to be sold in three months. Great. And you said you want a highest price. What does highest price mean? So and, there's always more to the answer. And one thing I've, I've learned, like, is, is that those follow-up questions make a massive difference. So a lot of things that you just followed up with there, fast to one person is completely different to fast to another. And overpriced to one person is subjective. So in, there's been times gone by where somebody said, oh, um, I think that property is overpriced. And you've said, well, I've said, well, you know, what's overpriced to you? How much overpriced do you think it is? Five or 10,000, like, right, we'll make an offer. And yeah. that, if I hadn't asked the follow-up question, you don't get the offer, you don't sell the house. Because in this industry, things are so subjective. People don't move house every day. They don't have the knowledge that, that we have about the industry. It's quite daunting. Sometimes you've got to practice those follow-up questions and be confident enough to ask them to actually get the result that you want and that your client wants. Because yeah. you've got to remember that, as you said, fast to one person is one day, fast to another is six months. You know, overpriced could be 100,000. It could be 5,000. It's so subjective in this industry that you've got to ask those follow-up questions because if you don't, you've not got the whole picture and you can't then advise your clients and, and get the result that hopefully you want and they want. Absolutely. So I'm going to... I'm going to write down at the top of my pad to make it my mission to deliver an experience that gets talked about at dinner parties, a positive experience. I like that uh, addition because you definitely don't want to be the agent that's spoken about negatively. Um, I think there's a real value there, Sam, for, for, for the listeners. Um, and as you know, we do this because we love our industry. We want to see it get better. If you um, are able to deliver an experience that gets talked about at dinner parties. As a result of today's episode, please reach out, let us know on, on social media, share the episode um, with, with your colleagues, friends, neighbours, mothers, daughters, whatever it is. We'll do anything to get an extra listener. Um, thank you very much for listening. I'm Mark Oral. He's Sam Hunter, and we'll see you again next week.